Welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Today's episode is The Agenda. You know, I've always thought the theater was meant for many things. Escapism, entertainment, provocation, thoughtfulness, even outrage. I was on the board of a theater for many years, which became increasingly leftist, radical, and woke. I finally left it, advising my erstwhile colleagues that they weren't actually a theater that embraced diversity so much as a diversity action committee, which happened to own a theater. I'm the president now of Festival Ballet Providence. We present art, aesthetics, entertainment, beauty, talent. We are apolitical. There is no red and blue, no up and down, no right or left, and proudly so. Oscar Eustace, the artistic director of New York's Public Theater, who has an armful of Tonys and introduced works such as Hamilton, has written and spoken very articulately about the fact that the theater should be for everyone and must appeal to everyone. I once served on a board with him, and I'm proud of it. I find that it's fine to present political views, even extreme ones, so long as the ledger is somehow balanced, if not during a performance, at least over the course of a season. But I detest being preached to, informed I'm guilty until proved innocent, and slapped in the face with alleged impure thoughts, that is, apostasy, not towing the line. There is a theater where a performance was prefaced with a cast member coming onto the stage and telling the audience before the play that we need to bear in mind and be duly regretful of the fact that the land we're on is not ours and that our contemporary wealth, whatever it is, is based on the slave trade. All of us. Every one of us. This is not art in any sense. This is evangelizing and proselytizing. What John McWhorter so beautifully and aptly describes as the theology of the woke. If you oppose it, you're a heathen. If you attempt to agree with parts of it, you're guilty of pandering. Over the past decades, the arts, entertainment, academia have been overcome with a justified restriction. I put justified in quotes, justified restriction of free speech. Conservative academics are shut down or asked to leave. If you're not on the far left in entertainment, you won't be hosting a talk show or appearing on the pseudo-intellectual nonsense like The View. And broadcast and print media have become polarized to the extent of mockery. The great playwright David Mamet calls the ultra-progressive New York Times a former newspaper. These agendas lead to the paralysis of government, even around nonpartisan items such as infrastructure improvement. That's because radicals on either side are marginalized, and their attempts to pass legislation fail consistently. AOC who's constantly in the news, almost legendary, as if she has great power, has never had a single piece of independent legislation, non-co-sponsored legislation of her own, even up for a vote, as far as I can see. She was elected with about 14% of eligible voters going to the polls in the primary in a thoroughly Democratic district, as whoever won the primary won. 14% of eligible voters showed up. I've had it with agendas and moral narcissism and the belief that if I disagree, I'm of inferior intellect. I once heard a very well-off woman with poor English skills call anyone who voted for the opposing candidate a troglodyte, which I'm sure she could neither define nor spell. If she feels she can look down on me, good luck to her. She's going to need a high-altitude aircraft. And that's the uncomfortable truth.